I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game! Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! So, U.S. sports, we are talking Chicago, we are talking the Cubs, we are talking the uh, famine of 108 years being over. Kevin Powell is the afternoon sports anchor on WGN Radio, who's on the line. Kevin, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, great, great. Uh, appreciate having me, Joe. Appreciate it, thanks. We were over there for the Irish rugby game. I think we walked by your WGN studios on Michigan Avenue. Very nice location. Yeah, we call it the uh, corner of Michigan Avenue and Heaven. It's unbelievable being on the street there. I get to watch people walk by, so it's uh, it's a great studio here. We love it. Yeah, me and a colleague pressed our faces to the the window. We were those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big fishbowl. We're used to it. Uh, so this song is also in our head nonstop. Let's go! Let's go! We played it about eighteen times tonight. <laughs> kind of hard to get it out of your head. Yeah, it's been on repeat throughout this entire city. It's echoing through the streets of Chicago, that's for sure. But the celebration, um, I, I think, will continue all the way to spring training. I really do. People uh, literally have waited a lifetime to see this, and it finally happened. And it's not often you see in pro sports a team have these sort of expectations the Cubs had coming into spring training and then living up to them. I mean, they had all that the weight of the 108 years on their shoulders. They had the expectations from the city, the expectations they put on themselves, and they go wire to wire as the favorites, and really it's sort of just a dream, perfect season. And, man, what a way to finish that, that seven-game series. Uh, a lot of uh, stressful Cubs fans for the past few weeks here. But, um, yeah, just really impressive what they've done. They, a fully loaded team, but everybody came through when they when they needed it. And it all trickles from Joe Madden, the manager, who really set the tone in spring training, keeping things light, keeping things fun, letting his guys play loose. Because it's a really young team. And they all produced and came up big when they needed to. Yeah, what kind of character is Madden? He's the best. He's the best, man. He really is. Just... From from my standpoint with the media, he's he's a joy to talk to because he he talks about life. He'll talk about baseball and his pre games, his post games, and he's always very interesting and intriguing. And you listen to what he says, and, and you look back to spring training. You know the Cubs fall down three one in the World Series, and Chris Bryant says this. He goes, you know, we just need to go back to playing baseball with a smile on our face. And then it was fitting because in the final play, the grounder to Chris Bryant, I don't know if you've seen the close-up on Bryant's face, but he has a smile mm. on his face as the, as the grounder's coming to him and then he fires at the first for the win. But it, it all started back in spring training with Joe Madden. I mean, he's showing up in hippie gear. He brings an RV onto the baseball field. He brought actual little cubby bears from the local zoo out in Arizona. Um, they had karaoke. They brought mimes to, to uh, spring training to practice. So he just keeps things light and loose, and I think his players really respect that, and he, he just sort of lets them go out and, and play their game. So he, he's, a, he's, fun to, he's fun to cover as a reporter, but I think the, the fans can relate to him as well because he is this sort of a common man. He, he'll go to a bar, drink a beer, have a shot with you, and, and, 
and spitball about sports and baseball and life and just kind of hang out. So his introductory press conference here a couple of years ago when he first got to Chicago, <laughs> it was at a local restaurant, and he bought uh, everybody in the room a shot and a beer. So that sort of huh. set the tone huh. for everything. They reckon 40 million, 40 million U.S. viewers tuned in on Wednesday for Game 7. So the most watched baseball game in over 15 years. The most, most watched telecast in the States this year outside of the Super Bowl. And then, I don't know, where, where, how did you spend Friday, the, the parade where uh, 5 million people, the seventh largest gathering of human beings in human history, uh, took place in, in Chicago? I, where did you go Friday? What did you do? Yeah, so I posted up at Grant Park. I figured that was the best way to do it. So I was there pretty early just sort of talking to fans, and there was people from all over from hundreds of miles away from different states, uh, and it was generational, which was cool to see. You saw you saw a younger group of Cub fans, but you saw I talked to a 75-year-old man who traveled 150 miles to, to Chicago said, he had to be there. He had to be there for his friends and family members who weren't with us and, and never got to witness this. He said he just... He, he couldn't miss it, and he had to be there. So um, it was just sort of, uh, again, a picture-perfect day here in Chicago, just the amount of blue. It was a clear blue skies, um, the sea of blue. Some of the photos that have emerged since the, the parade have been pretty pretty amazing. I mean, the, the aerial views, and it's just all blue throughout the city, and everyone was just happy. I mean, I was just mm. happy for the city. I mean, it was a really cool experience. The relationship between the White Sox and the Red Sox, or the the Cubs, sorry, the White Sox and the Cubs is what? Because, you know, I saw Obama, Barack Obama, who's a White Sox fan, you know, tweeting congratulations and saying, you know, you you guys want to pop into the White House before I leave. And I saw the, the, the White Sox Twitter feed congratulated the Cubs. We, it, it, the, the reality of the relationship, though, is it, is it a fierce, uh, hate-filled rivalry? Oh, it's it's fierce when they're playing each other. When they're not, it's more friendly jabs. I mean, I think most Cub fans would tell you their biggest rival, the, the most hated team for the Cubs are the St. Louis Cardinals. So I think the White Sox are sort of on the back burner for most of the Cubs nation where a White Sox fan sort of target the Cubs as they're hated. But, right. look, I don't care who, who you were a fan of. Unless you were an Indians fan, I don't know how you couldn't be rooting for the Cubs this World Series. I mean, there's so many good storylines there. There's just a bunch of good guys on the roster. I can tell you that. Being around them, you know, day in and day out, they're good guys. They're, they really are in the clubhouse. So you're happy for them. And, of course, you're happy for the city. But, yeah, it was funny to see uh, President Obama uh, tweet out to them. So I think they're going to try to rush this thing and get them in before he's out of office. But, uh, yeah, the... Um, the rivalry between the, the Cubs and Sox, it certainly picks up when the two are playing the uh, sure. in the middle of the season. But outside of that, it's, it's not too fierce, to be honest. And so you mentioned the team there. I mean, what we know about the team and the roster is that they're very young, that Theo Epstein has built a very young team. So you said they're good guys. I, I don't know. Can you give us some sense of what kind of guys are they? Are they laid back? Are they fierce competitors? Are they, do they have a good sense of humor? What are they like? Well, it's really, you know, Theo Epstein, the architect of this team, they they put together a near flawless squad because, yeah, they are. I mean, I think it was six players in the starting lineup in the World Series age 25 or younger. That's, the, I think, first one of the first times that's ever happened. So um, Chris Bryant, super laid-back guy, um, just super fun. Anthony Rizzo loves to joke around. Jason Hayward, the, the, the guy, the right fielder who got a massive contract for them and just struggled at the plate all season long. And he really could have just hit away from the media. Instead, he was great. He was the first one to talk to us, always a stand-up guy. But then you did have a mix of some of these fierce competitors like John Lackey, who's been here a while and 
man, he, he can be pretty intense at times, especially on game day. And then John Lester, who's who won those World Series with Boston, he, you know, the, the pitching staff to me was sort of the guys who had really you could feel their presence in the clubhouse. They were the ones that were sort of the leaders and a little bit more intense where the younger guys, they like to be loose and have fun and, and they, they wear pajamas on road trips and things like that. And they wear zany, zany themed costumes on road trips. Um, so yeah, just a really uh, fun group of guys really um, kind of laid back as well. It's notoriously difficult to retain the World Series. You look back and the New York Yankees managed three in a row in the uh, yeah. late 90s, 2000. And since then, don't think it's happened. So how equipped is this young team under Theo Epstein, who seems like a genuine genius, to, to go and retain the World Series? Yeah, I think the one thing that can't be overlooked, though, is the incredible amount of luck they had in the health department this year. I mean, Kyle Schwarber has that devastating knee injury early on in April and then somehow was able to get back in time for the World Series. But other than that, they were really healthy. And that doesn't happen. I don't anticipate to happen two years in a row. I mean, you look at the Indians. The Indians were missing two of their top starting pitchers and their all-star center fielder, Michael Brantley. That could have been a whole new series if the Indians had a healthy team where the Cubs were fully healthy. They had uh, wire to wire. Now, there's a ton of talent on this team, and nobody's going anywhere for at least the next couple of years. Mm. Um I, I, of course, they're the favorites in Vegas already. So to me, if they stay healthy, there's no reason they, they shouldn't repeat. You know, there, there's just so much talent up and down this roster. And the, the offense is loaded with power bats, and, and you got guys that run the base as well. But to me, if they, if they have to stay healthy. I mean, that there was a rarity to see how how healthy they were able to stay from wire to wire, other than the Kyle Schwarber injury. John Lackey was really the only starter. He had a short uh, DL stint, a couple of the relievers here or there, but all their stars were there from start to finish. If if they can even remain somewhat healthy compared to this year, I think they'll still be okay. Mm. Uh, listen, amazing stuff. I, I don't know, the, the atmosphere in Chicago slowly but surely goes back to normal, but I mean, everybody's wearing a blue <laughs> t-shirt and a Cubs hat from what I could see. Well, it's 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 uh, funny. There's pop-up Cub stores everywhere. And the, the, once were empty retail spots up and down uh, the city streets here have now been uh, filled with uh, cubby blue T-shirts and hats and sweatshirts. Uh, I can promise you this. The celebration is going to last a while. They're not even uh, – I think they're just getting started. So it's going to be a fun, uh, fun winter here in Chicago. Yeah, I suspect so. Kevin Powell, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. Cheers, Kevin Powell there, who is a sports anchor on WGN Radio in Chicago. Next up, we are talking to UFC co-creator Campbell McLaren. That's on the way. Off the ball with BetDAC.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team.